guess what, guys? There is only one place you can get a true Colorado mountain pie. It's your favorite, locally owned, legendary, unbelievably delicious pizza joint, Bojo's. The Colorado mountain pie has become a staple for not only natives, but for those who are just passing through and want to know where the best pizza in town is. Bojo's is the only answer. Bojo's dough is made fresh daily and contains locally sourced honey. You heard that right. They infuse their dough with natural sweetener, and it is to die for. There's something for everyone at Bojo's. Large, delicious mountain pies for the entire family, a huge salad bar with fresh veggies galore, Colorado beer on tap, including our personal favorite, Breck Brews, and your personal favorite sports teams playing in the background. Bojo's has private party rooms for all your holiday get-togethers or to celebrate birthdays and other large events. They have $4 happy hours in select locations along with gluten-free and plant-based options as well. There is nothing more important to Bojo's than their community, which is why they are always happy to help you raise money for your fundraising causes. Host your next fundraising event at any of their five front-range locations. They are also offering their holiday se- this holiday season a special pint glass koozies that make great stocking stuffers and come with a $5 gift card. Check those out at their site today at bojos.com. That's bojos.com and tell them DNVR Rams sent you. On the high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner. Feirano for three. It's good with the foul. And back to throw is the quarterback and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Takes it in, scores. J.D. Page. Boy, Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the 5. Touchdown, Colorado State. What's up, guys? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Bojo's Pizza. What a weekend, a big weekend of NFL football. A lot of the games uh, didn't end up being that close in terms of final score, but I did think they were all entertaining. The, uh, The Chiefs game was absolutely wild, of course. Patrick Mahomes is something else. Got a feel for the the Texans fans. That's brutal. Go up 24-0 and absolutely collapse like that. I mean, that's on par with Atlanta and the Super Bowl, dare I say, CSU against Boise State. Uh, RIP Rams fans that night in their souls and their hopes and their dreams. So CSU fans, you know, they can they can sympathize with what it's like to blow a big lead like that. Uh, but it was... Uh, also, a big weekend football or uh, basketball-wise, CSU men's hoops picked up a nice road win at San Jose State. 
going to briefly talk about that in just a second. Also going to talk about um, a few different things today. We have a a pretty packed episode for Monday with the national championship, everything. Going to talk about Carlton Bragg situation at New Mexico. The Lobos come to town Wednesday night. Going to talk about Eddie McCaffrey's reported hire at offensive coordinator. Hint, hint, it's a guy Ram fans know well. And then, uh, like I said, I'll wrap things up with just a few thoughts on the national championship game, but did want to start things off with a little hoops talk, have a piece coming out later today. It might already be out depending on when you're listening to this podcast that is just going to give in my thoughts on the roster moving forward, uh, just a kind of a breakdown on on why I think CSU is actually capable of, of making a, a late run here. And I know it, it wasn't a, an ideal start, especially not in conference play. I mean, non-conference play was fine, in my opinion. There were a couple of, I mean, the Arkansas State loss was really the only true, like, bad, bad loss. Would have been nice to, to steal one against New Mexico State. Uh, but all things considered, I think CSU actually fared really well in non-conference play. You know, then going 0-3 at the beginning of league play was was less than ideal. But the Rams are, they're figuring things out here. And I really went in depth on this. So if you're a subscriber, uh, check it out. I think you're going to be positively, uh, or, you know, encouraged. You're just going to be encouraged and, and surprised maybe by some of the numbers in there. So definitely check that out. If you're not a subscriber, now is the perfect time to become a subscriber. We've got spring ball coming up. We've got the heat of college basketball season. It's really about to get intense. I'm really looking forward to it. There's nothing I love more than competitive college basketball and March Madness and the conference tournaments and the whole nine yards. I love all of it. I'm, I'm excited for spring ball even this year. Normally, I really don't enjoy covering spring ball if if we're being honest because I just feel like a lot of it in the long run doesn't end up mattering that much because you have all of fall camp. But this time around, it's obviously a little bit different. You've got a new staff trying to you know, establish their their roles that create a new identity within the team. So a lot is going to be changing and, and spring is really going to be important for the football program moving forward. So I am actually pretty excited for that. So, you know, now's a great time to be a, a subscriber. You get a free t-shirt, a swaggy t-shirt, if I might add uh, Eric Wedwam and Blaze from D-Line. They just do phenomenal work, just phenomenal work. And the t-shirts are really comfortable and stylish too. So not just, you know, not just a, a quirky design, but also they're sleek and they, and they fit well and, and they hang up well and they're, they hold up after washes, which is always a big deal. So definitely subscribe. It's, it's a great time to join the DNVR family. Let's, let's jump right into this San Jose state game. Like I said, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it because I wrote a post-game article, wrote another piece today, which referenced a lot of the stuff that happened on Saturday. Uh, if you want to you know, read more about that game on Saturday, definitely go check it out. But I did want to talk about it a little bit just because you know, going into this game, we talked about how it was somewhat of a trap game for CSU. You know, San Jose State already has wins over Nevada and New Mexico in 2020. So this was a situation where CSU very easily could have fallen to the Spartans. They they play tough and they hang with everyone. And as the Rams found out, you know, they can knock down some jump shots that are probably 
a better jump shooting team than CSU is. I would have to look up the numbers, but you know, just based on performance, having watched them play a couple of times this year, they've got a couple of guys that can kind of light it up. They're really more streaky. They're kind of inconsistent, but they definitely do have the ability. CSU, on the other hand, plays uh, much more slash and dash. They they thrive when they go inside out, you know, get the ball to the big men playing out, a lot of pick and roll, stuff like that. It's it's encouraging, though. You know, CSU, they're, they're really starting to figure it out. They've they haven't been a great team from beyond the arc. I do think they will get better. Uh, we're seeing Stevens shoot confidently. Kendall Moore has been a decent three-point shooter at times this year. I still think he can be uh, pretty consistent. He just you know has to kind of keep putting him up. That's really all you can do. Uh, Adam Thistlewood, obviously the best three-point shooter on the team. Getting him healthy and back, is it, it really should help the offense moving forward. And just having him, you know, on the floor, he's a, he's a smart guy. He's one of the leaders on the team. I think they just respond to him. He's generally just a good dude. So excited to see Adam Thistlewood back. Hopefully he's able to to stay healthy. Those ankle sprains can be kind of a pain in the butt. You know, sometimes you're feeling good for a couple of days and then all of a sudden your ankle flexes the, the wrong way and, and you're feeling sore again. So it'll be a situation that we'll have to monitor. But that said the Rams have some flexibility, you know, with, with keeping David Roddy in the starting lineup, you've got two seniors coming off the bench and Chris Martin and, um, Hyron Edwards, obviously those are two guys that are experienced. They've, they've played at a high level. They can score, uh, they can kind of play multiple type roles. Hyron is more, you know, locked in in that point guard type role. Chris though, he can kind of do a variety of things. He can be that shooting guard. He can kind of be a stretch three, even though he's a little bit undersized for that, I would say. Uh, but this roster, it's it's really starting to come together. I'm excited about it. I talked about it with Brady Hole on the radio today. I, I honestly would like to see some of these other guys get a few more minutes, but I know there's just you know only so many minutes to go around. But John Tanjay came off the bench on Saturday and, and hit three of four three-point attempts and I don't know. He's just got a, a smooth looking stroke. He definitely shoots with confidence. You know, maybe, maybe he could earn, you know, three, four, five more minutes a night. And, and that could really make an impact for the Rams. They just, they're going to need guys that can knock them down. They're not, you know, the greatest jump shooting team in the world, but they do get to the free throw line at a tremendous clip. They've shot the 16th most free throw attempts in America. <laughs> the problem is they're only knocking down about 66% of them, which definitely needs to improve. Part of the problem is obviously Nico, you know, Car- Nico Carvacho. He's only shooting 45% from the line. It's brutal. Uh, it's definitely got to be like a mental thing. Going to try and talk to him about it this week. I'm sure it's somewhat of a sore subject, but I think he's also a, a realistic guy and, and we'll be honest, you know, he'll say that he has to be better. He knows he has to be better. Uh, the weirdest thing is that I think he really is capable. His, it's not like his form is bad or anything. If you watch him, it's a pretty smooth release. I don't see anything funky uh, like, you know, Teal Daniels back in the day. No offense to Teal. One of the most exciting power forwards from my time as a student. I loved watching Teal bang in the paint and just throw dudes around. But had a weird-looking free throw shot. No no shade, just to the truth. But it's not a situation like that with Carvacho. He just can't seem to hit him in games and it's something he's going to have to improve on one for this season if CSU is going to have success because it's 
one thing to get to the free throw line, but you've actually got to be able to knock him down. But two, you know, he's a guy who has the potential to play professionally, whether that be, you know, in the NBA or down in Chile or in Europe even. So he's, he's going to have to work on it and I'm sure he knows and I'm sure he will improve as it goes on. I think at some point with this, with something like this, it just kind of becomes like the yips, you know, you just, you get in your own head about it. You get up to the free throw line. Oh God, here we go again. I'm going to miss again. I'm all these people watching at me, but I'm, I'm confident he'll get it together. I think, you know, in actuality, he's probably closer to like a 60% free throw shooter. Ideally, you know, you don't want him to be closer to like 70, but it's just not his strength. It never has been, but he does a lot of things. Well, he's obviously a phenomenal rebounder, great passer, one of the team's leading scorers. They're going to need him to be locked in moving forward. It just, it would help if he could knock down some free throws at a, a little bit higher rate. Moving forward, the the Rams will host New Mexico on Wednesday. We're going to talk about that game a lot over the next couple of days, going to practice tomorrow. Uh, I, I am feeling a little under the weather, so hopefully going to practice tomorrow, but I will definitely be there on wednesday also the rams will take on air force on the road this saturday both of these are really big games for csu you know you got a chance to potentially go above 500 in the mountain west portion of the schedule for the first time this year that would be huge just for momentum's sake i mean you know there's a lot of basketball to be played left it's not like two wins here completely turns things around but that would be a four game winning streak and Certainly something that we couldn't ignore. The uh, the Lobos are they're a tough draw. They have a ton of length, you know, even without Carlton Bragg, who we're gonna kind of briefly talk about here. Um, they just they have so much size and athleticism, and it shows. You know, they get to the free throw line more than anybody in the conference, attempting about twenty five free throws a game. A lot of that was Bragg, so some of that is gonna change. But even without him, you know, they're still just so lanky they have so much size and it's going to be a a little bit of a defensive mismatch i think for some of csu's guards in particular but you know these are the games you got to win if you're going to make a run in league play uh just briefly here we'll go over the the brag situation he obviously in 2015 a five-star prospect originally went to kansas rock chalk uh, eventually went to Arizona State, now New Mexico, has been dismissed from all three programs. So really a, a sad situation. Earlier this year, he had some rape allegations. I'm not sure where that uh, situation is at. I think the charges were dropped, but not 100% on that. Now, a couple days ago, uh, according to the Albuquerque Journal, Bragg was stopped at a DWAI checkpoint and was ultimately charged with aggravated driving, under the influence and had a minor possession worth of marijuana. Now, I know people's opinions on marijuana vary. I could care less about the fact that he had some weed on him. Uh, driving while impaired is obviously not a good situation, but it's it's definitely unfortunate that Bragg has just, you know, he's kind of wasted a lot of great opportunities away. So hopefully he is able to get his life together. It looks like UNM is gonna stand behind him paul ware released this statement uh, my sole purpose going forward is to support carlton in his health and growth as a young man the game of life is much more important than basketball right now i still believe in him and hope this next step will allow him develop to develop into a strong responsible young adult 
while also completing his degree here at UNM. Uh, based on that, it doesn't sound like they're going to cut his scholarship, just dismissing him from the team. Hopefully he is able to to finish his degree and, you know, get his life together, I guess. I don't really know what happened, uh, like I said, with those rape allegations. That's obviously a, a very sore subject, but just the whole, the whole, sit- or a delicate subject is what I should say, not a sore subject, but the entire situation is just sad. It's a guy who had so much talent and was playing really well for New Mexico this year. Uh, but that said, you know, if you're CSU, you know, I'm not trying to to make light of the situations with Bragg off the court, but the Rams kind of have an opportunity, I, I think, here. You know, you got to take advantage with New Mexico, who's obviously dealing with a lot of outside distractions. They're coming to Moby Arena now. You know, can they put all of this be- behind them and, and ignore the outside noise? I'm I'm not sure. I do think Paul Ware is a, a very good coach, and I, I anticipate that the Lobos will be up for this game but you know it's hard these guys these kids are human and it's just a situation where you know you're losing one of your your senior players one of your senior leaders so can the rams come out and take advantage i obviously hope to see them you know play well i think it'll be a competitive game but i think this is a chance here for nico carvacho one and and david roddy to really you know maybe take advantage in the post without bragg's presence there he's a obviously a huge dude get a big frame and the rams are they should have some opportunities in the post there so a couple of big games coming up obviously this week with new mexico on wednesday then air force on saturday dnvr rams will be there for it all we are going to talk more local football here in just a second and then going to wrap some wrap the show up with some thoughts on the national championship game but uh, we are going to take just a quick break here to hear from our partners. It's time to take a second to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR Rams. Breckenridge has been serving locals since 1990 and has some of the greatest variety around. My personal favorite is the world-famous Avalanche Ale, which is Breckenridge's version of just the classic American Amber Ale. I also definitely go crazy for some Colorado Core. Uh, which is more of a, a cider-fused, lighter option. So good, so tasty, so refreshing. It's like summer in a can. Can't go wrong with Breckenridge no matter what you're doing. Grab a six-pack wherever beer is sold. You can find these guys everywhere, whether it's at King Supers, your local liquor store. They're everywhere. Whatever you're drinking this winter, though, make sure it's Breckenridge. Alrighty, we are going to wrap today's podcast up with a few thoughts on the national championship game. Before we do that, though, I wanted to briefly discuss a report that came out uh, this morning, and that is coming from Football Scoop. Ed McCaffrey is considering hiring former Colorado State offensive coordinator, former Oregon State offensive coordinator, Dave Baldwin to be his OC for the UNC Bears now. Uh, I think when people think back of Baldwin, a lot of what comes to mind is the the awful performance in the Las Vegas Bowl. And, you know, they were, they were outcoached in that game. They were just, you know, outperformed in, in every single aspect. They really got punched in the teeth. It was pretty tough to sit through in the stands, but... Baldwin really did a lot of great things for Garrett Grayson. He was 
a very innovative play caller, really creative. I loved the the way he was aggressive, had a nice balance during his time with CSU, I think. Ultimately, I think he's a guy that could potentially be pretty successful at Northern Colorado, you know, at the FCS level. He obviously has plenty of experience, has has coordinated offenses at the highest level, has worked in the Pac-12, the Mountain West, all over, and, you know, has been relatively successful just about everywhere that he's been. I know things didn't go great at Oregon State, but there were a lot of things that were weird about Oregon State under Gary Anderson. It was just a, a, a weird time in general for the program, but McCaffrey, you know, if he's able to, to get Baldwin, like I said, he's getting an innovative play caller, somebody who's really creative. I think at the FCS in particular, that can really do some big things for you. You can get kind of quirky with your offense, take advantage of your athletes. You know, you're, you're not going to have the biggest, strongest guys in the world at that level. So you got to mix it up a little bit. And, and Baldwin is the perfect guy to run an offense like that. I think he'll be good for quarterbacks. I think he'll be good for recruiting. He's just a very genuine dude. Uh, back when I worked for CSU football as an intern, he was one of my favorite coaches to interact with on a daily basis because he was just very genuine, very caring. You know, when you talk to him, it didn't feel like it was just a, a formality. You know, it didn't feel like he was playing off his politics or doing it because he felt like he had to because he was in a leadership position. It was because he genuinely cared about the people around him. And ultimately, you know, I've pretty much only heard good things about Baldwin from the players over the years. So if he ends up back in Colorado, I will definitely be rooting for him. I mean, I'm, I'm rooting for UNC to do well. Anyways, uh, I, I want all the local programs to do well, but I'm excited to see what McCaffrey has got going. And ultimately, if it is Baldwin, I think, I think he'd be a good hire. <laughs> the one thing I will say though, if Dave Baldwin is your offensive coordinator, UNC, you better get ready to up your diet Coke budget. This dude can put them down i'm talking like 20 diet cokes in a day not even being not even slightly an exaggeration him and larry eustacey are the only two individuals i've ever met that on a daily basis consumed like 15 plus diet cokes truly crazy uh, I, I hope the guy doesn't have kidney stones or something but uh get ready to to up that diet coke beverage maybe maybe he can secure a sponsorship you know Get the Coke people on the phone here. Let's get Dave Baldwin some Diet Coke. I'm sure he'd wear a t-shirt or, or whatever. Uh, but regardless, I, I really enjoyed working with Baldwin back when I worked for CSU. Have a lot of respect for him, both as a play caller, uh, a football coach, and a person. So definitely hope that he ultimately gets that job because I think he could be really successful there and maybe even get to a bigger school or maybe he doesn't want to. You know, He's a little bit older. Maybe he just wants to find somewhere to settle down. Alrighty, let's wrap things up here. Let's talk a little national championship. We've got the Targus versus the Tigers. We've got Ed Orgeron versus Dabo Sweeney. We've got Trevor Lawrence versus Joe Burrow. We've got Clemson versus LSU. This is a great national championship game. I'm I'm really excited for this matchup. There's just so much to look for. So many explosive athletes all over the field so many guys that are someday going to be suiting up for nfl teams if you are watching the national championship make sure you tune in uh, post game to andre simone and henry chisholm they're going to be doing a live show breaking everything down 
I was actually supposed to be a part of that with them, but like I said, feeling a little bit under the weather, unfortunately, so trying to just get better before a big basketball week, but definitely tune into them. They're going to have great insight. They do a draft pod every week, and it's it's really great. I learn a lot from those two guys, and you will too, You know, especially if you're a, a local football fan. Uh, definitely, definitely check that out. I am most looking forward to uh, probably the coaching matchup. I mean, I just think it'll be a game of chess between some of the, the best college football coaches in America. I mean, Lawrence versus Burrow is obviously very intriguing as well. Two of the better college prospects that I can remember. I mean, Joe Burrow's rise this year is, it's incredible. I mean, he came in basically like widely being forecasted as a mid-range pick, a mid-round pick. And all of a sudden, you know, he's worked his way into the probably being the number one overall pick this year. Uh, Lawrence, a little bit different situation, has to play one more year of college football. What? How dumb is that, by the way? Like, has there ever been a guy that it's very clearly been uh, ready for college football? I mean, he hasn't lost as a starter yet. This dude's ready to play pro football. It's Let's get rid of some of these weird age restrictions. Uh, that's just my that's my take. I mean, a guy is good enough to, to lead his team to back-to-back national championships, probably good enough to play in the league. But then again, as a college football fan, I'm uh, I'm kind of excited that we get one more season of Trevor Lawrence, even though, you know, I'm not a I'm not a Clemson fan, but I just appreciate good college football and he is a stud, man. Absolute stud. I didn't realize how fast this dude was, man. He had a couple of runs against Ohio State where it was just like, man, that boy can run. But I think it's going to be a great battle. Uh, Ultimately, I think in New Orleans, I think it's just probably a little bit too much for Clemson to overcome. I mean, this is basically going to be a home game for the Tigers, the LSU Tigers, I should say. Uh, But it's just going to be so rowdy. It's going to be so electric. Uh, New Orleans may you know they may riot and burn down either way win or lose it'll just be be a a different type of rioting uh, gonna be absolutely insane the atmosphere there i hope they play neck i know it's an offensive and i know it's an offensive chant but it's it's just so fun and nothing hypes me up more than when i see videos of like seventy thousand people uh, screaming it so it's it's intense and i love it really looking forward to this matchup here like i said i think with the game being in New Orleans, I think ultimately LSU is able to pull out the win. But, you know, as an Alabama fan, I'm also not dumb enough to to ever doubt Clemson or Dabo. They are legitimate. I mean, they are basically the biggest juggernaut in college football right now. You know, it pains me to say it, but kind of feels like we're in the, the Dabo-Sweeney era now. I mean, my guy Nick Saban obviously going to have plenty of success still, and there's still plenty of other coaches that are that are doing great things. But you know, what Clemson has been able to accomplish over the last half decade or so has just been tremendous and and they've been as consistent as it gets. So I am, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Like I do think LSU is able to win, but I think it's going to be a great game and I'm really looking forward to it. So we will, uh, be back tomorrow with more hoops talk and, and more football chatter. Looking forward to it. Hope everyone enjoys the national championship and and has a great Monday night. Peace and much love.
graphic tees feeling way too trendy Raps that kill, oh I'm deadly Primed and ready like machetes at a deli In New Delhi, feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli Turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice The water's the truth, so I sip on that too Skinny looking kid with no car keys Like the only thing I drive is RCRV He's got the stash like Steve Harvey Oh I'm gnarly like non